Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to the Thistle Scottish Rugby Podcast. We are back for 2019, another year of agonizing uh, emotions of following Scottish rugby. As always, I am joined by Matt and Alan. Matt, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm ready. Highs and lows once again. Hoping Scotland to get that Grand Slam, but once again, probably going to get dashed on the rocks, really. The rare highs and the crushing, crushing lows. Speaking of which, Alan, how are you? Good. Gone vegan for 2019. <laughs> Veganuary or the whole year? <laughs> Fuck no. Is that exclusively vegan sausage rolls, though? Yeah, just vegan. I actually true. had one. Did you? Yeah. How was it? Was I, it I specifically got up on like the 2nd of the 3rd of January and walked to Greg's just to get a one pound vegan sausage roll. And you know what? It tasted pretty similar to a normal one. So we keep introducing the pod by talking about snacks recently. We had hula hoops recently as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're just, you know, we're just proving that product placement works. <laughs> There's going to be a big <laughs> spike in vegan sausage roll sales tomorrow. I'm not sure if Greg's really need us. <laughs> I think they do. Yeah, okay. they are doing a pretty good job. Um, well, happy new year to you all listeners. Thanks very much for coming back and joining us and keeping chatting to us. Over the festive period, that's on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod, on Instagram, Thistle underscore rugby underscore pod, um, and in the emails, the Thistle Rugby at gmail.com. We've got one that we're going to get back to later. Remember, you can get us on iTunes and on ACAST. Please do get on there if you can subscribe, and you will get us every week. Or, you know, we did 34 episodes last year, so that is not too far away. Feels like um, the right ratio from covering the whole rugby season. So get in there and subscribe. Um, and we do love to hear from you. We asked just before we recorded for your big talking points. So Alan and Matt, I'm going to start you off with some rapid fire questions from our fans on Twitter, starting with David Hutchison, who says, "Who is going to be the second hooker in the Scotland Six Nations squad?" Matt, give me it. Rossford. Ooh, Alan? Yeah, probably. I don't know. Ross Ford is just so bad, though, <laughs> that I don't... But he's not a risk, is he? 
whereas the other guys are all quite risky, particularly at the set piece. Yeah, no, that. I is mean, fair. not that Ford has the best arrows, but he could probably be like, "I'm chucking it at two lads, all right," and they'd probably listen to him. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Dave Cherry's probably the I one just, that's stood out in the last yeah, few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Dave Cherry's been playing Rubo. He's yeah. going to be my, my my suggestion there. I think the days of Ross Ford have got to be gone. We need to move on. Yeah. I mean, I agree, but ultimately, Ross Ford's somehow going to get on that plane to Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there you go, David Hudson. That is our thoughts on that. How about this one from Jason Seabomb Ryder with Barkley looking like he's going to be out for the Six Nations injured. What is your starting back row for the Italy match in the Six Nations? Alan? God. <laughs> it's tough. I mean, I think Watson's the only guaranteed starter. Yeah, agree starter. with that. Yeah. Uh, I think I like Bradbury. Mm. I'd want to see Bradbury in. Um, he, he's been injured, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know when he's coming back. I guess... It's sort of, I think it's a bit harsh on Richie, I guess. I think Bradbury and or Richie at six. Sort of... Strauss started against, started against Saracens mm. at the weekend, I yeah. think. No, so, you're talking. I mean, I'm not against a Watson-Bradbury-Strauss back row. That's pretty destructive. Yeah, no, I, I like the sound of that. I yeah. don't think it'll happen, but I like the sound of it. Uh, I wonder if they'll put Fagerson in. I don't know, that's quite risky. He's not really had that great a season. The interesting thing with Fagerson is he hasn't taken any sort of negative um, kind of, I don't know, beatings from like, I don't know, the media or anyone, but he's not stood out massively. Yeah. I mean, he like, is 20 years old. Yeah, what, I mean, what about... Grow the fuck up, come on. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing 20 years old? You were crushing it, mate. I was literally like naked outside the lizards. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about chucking John Hardy in the mix? Move, yeah. Move, how about this? How about this? Richie at six, Hardy at seven, and move Hamish Watson to eight. <laughs> that is mad, though. Why is that mad? He, but he's like, even with our full-on eights, he's one of our best ball carriers. Yeah. I am a visionary. I mean, maybe... But no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hardy's an interesting one. I think they'll just continue to let him play club rugby throughout the Six Nations. Yeah. Yeah. But he is looking good, and he does bring that kind of pure aggression. It would just be, yeah, you'd have Watson and him on either side of the flanks, and they'd be both doing that really scrappy, abrasive you'd be pretty, groundwork. You'd be pretty happy with that. Pretty good. I mean, we are forgetting that Ryan Wilson will definitely be picked by Gregor Townsend. I was just thinking that, but he's he's not had a good few months. No, he's re- he's, he's really he's not played well at all um, for club or country. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is the point when they sort of move on to something else. Speaking of moving on, let's crack onto that. Our final of the rapid fires from um, Ian Wallace, Edinburgh Ultra, has asked us: Henry Pergos has he earned a place in the Six Nations um, or the World Cup squad? Matt, go. I think six months ago when the whole sort of scrum half transfer thing was going on, you would have said that Henry Progress is absolutely miles away. But since then, I think he's played really well and is probably on similar level form-wise as Ali Price. Agreed. So I wouldn't be surprised if Um, he enters the conversation. um, I I feel like I just don't like Pergos. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I, I, I think for Edinburgh and for how Cockrell wants to play... And especially in those games against Edinburgh where he just dictated a lot of what happened. I yep. think he works really, really well. Agreed on if that. If Gregor Townsend wants to play the fastest rugby in the world, Henry Pergos is literally 
the antithesis of that. No, he's not. Greg Laidlaw is. Well, Greg Laidlaw. Well, yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> but, but what if you need a scrum half in there and think, oh, I could probably play it a bit of a different way? He's probably got the best box kick out of those three scrum halves. That is fair. Um, I think I think Laidlaw and Horn are absolute guarantees, and it is just that Pergus of Price, and mm. they offer just such different games. That yeah, exactly. What, what you want is your third scrum half. I think he's in the conversation where, as I said, six months ago, he wouldn't at all. So Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, so for the rest of the show, let's look at some news. We have been away for uh, a couple of weeks, so plenty has gone under the bridge on that. We're then going to do a bit of a wrap-up of uh, the second 1872 game and then obviously the games at the weekend to see how Edinburgh and Glasgow are sort of trending ahead of the big weekend in Europe. And then we're going to get into that preview. Edinburgh versus Toulon, Glasgow versus Cardiff. And then a little quiz from Alan in the middle of all of that. Alan, is there a preview for our dear listeners? No. No preview. (laughs) Well, stick around for the mystery quiz. That is going to be good. Already mentioned on the pod, kicking off the news, John Hardy has just signed a new two-year deal at the Newcastle Falcons. They are currently rock bottom of the English Premiership. Seems like a good deal. Matt, happy with that? Yeah, I think so. It's good to see him um, playing well, getting proper sort of regular first time, uh, first team rugby. So, yeah, as I said, I think he's going to get in the conversation for Six Nations. Alan? Has he won a game yet with Newcastle? That's a very good question. No, oh, no, it's a good point. Not that it's a symptom of him playing for I think, Newcastle. I think Newcastle are on a bad run, but they got one run, one win in the middle of like a, a string of six. Array. I can't um, remember. But I actually think, I mean, not that I've watched particularly a lot of Newcastle, but even in that one game against Edinburgh, he, mm. in a losing team, he stood out as a good player. And clearly, after playing like four games to get a two-year contract, exactly. he's yeah. clearly proved already that he's, you know... Good at, good at doing shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, plenty of two-year contracts kicking around in Scottish rugby. Fraser McKenzie uh, has signed a new two-year deal at Edinburgh, as has... Murray McCallum. Lads, that seems like decent squad players staying in Edinburgh. Project Cockers rumbles on. Yeah, exactly. I think, obviously, a very different end of the spectrum as well. I think giving Fraser McKenzie a two-year contract adds that experience. He's probably not going to be a pick for Scotland, so he's going to be there most of the season. Um, and I've always liked Murray McCallum when I've seen him. I think he, his scrummaging is pretty decent and he carries pretty well. So He's really come on under, under Cockers. I think he lost about... 10 kgs or something like that. I think Cockers was like, you are fat. You need to lose weight. <laughs> um, and he's done that. He's become a much... So he's added that little bit of ball carrying to his game as well. I feel like Murray McCallum is the someone that is ba- shows the need for a third team. Not that I think we can have a third team, but he's, what, second or third choice yeah, for, so Ed- many for Edinburgh. And for a, for a player of that potential... And size, you want him getting more game time. Yeah, yeah. And I think with the amount of depth that Edinburgh do have in the front row, mm. it's always just going to be a bit hard for him to kind of like push through. I mean, he was playing for Aki's at the weekend against Barmuir. What right? in that like seventy-two yeah. ten loss? Yeah, last Wade. Like, I think he's just coming back from injury, maybe. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, still, that's not doing him much. There's always like same as Daryl Marfer having to play for Barmuir the whole time. <laughs> it's not helping helping anyone out. No, absolutely not. Um, not strictly Scottish rugby, but Glasgow legend Leo Sarto has signed with Leicester Tigers in the English Premiership. Good to see him pick up a deal. Yeah, hopefully he can have a good run of games. 
Yeah. It's never really worked out. Remember he sort of posted some like photo or video where he seemed quite sour at Glasgow when he yeah. left. Yeah. Nothing ever really came of that. No. Paid, <laughs> paid him off, I heard. Not uh, made that up. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you said he is ridiculously injury prone. But yeah. when he was on form for Glasgow, probably the best winger at Glasgow. Yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, I think so. 100%. <laughs> he was unbelievable. Yeah. Just strange week of signings at Leicester. Leo Sarto and Tom Vardell. <laughs> yeah. He was really signed weird. from like Pro D2 yeah, exactly. yeah. relegation club. Yeah. So strange. So we'll see how he gets on. Best of luck to Leo down there. Um, an exit from Glasgow. Uh, Greg Peterson has moved to Bordeaux. Not a huge loss to this Glasgow squad, I wouldn't have said. Probably not. It's still quite weird to do it in the middle of the season when uh, you say that Glasgow are sort of weaker in the pack versus their, their back yep. line. So it seems a bit of an odd one, but... Yeah, good luck to him. I guess now that Harley appears to be a second row. Yeah. Who can potentially cover back row if desperately needed. Yeah. And I think Cumming, Cummings is back fit now as and well. And now Cummings is back fit. It, the need for him is just becoming sort of less and less. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, he always seems to have done all right when he came on, to be fair. P- probably more than Big Bryant, to be honest. By all accounts as well, he was very good when he did go and play for the likes of Mar and Curry in the draft. Like, he really bought into it. And oh, really? was really just sort of good guy to have around, so fair play. I mean, you would, the size of him going down and playing for no, but, yeah, for but I think I th- he'd probably yeah, yeah. get on all right. But I think he, he sort of, supposedly stuck around in the clubhouse afterwards. Oh, and that's good. Really liked the sort of community spirit of it all. You sort of say that, I was actually watching the highlights of the Hawks-Curry um, game from the weekend. Yeah. And there was, like, someone who, like, did a two-on-one against, like, Liam Masanga. And I think it might have taken him 50 minutes, 50 seconds to track back about 50 <laughs> meters. He was literally like, what am I still doing here? But w- once again, he's talk- talked of really highly at Hawks as giving like a lot of effort, helping out the young guys and everything. When he, you'd understand it if he just yeah. like barely came to training. I'm sure it was just a snippet of lazy. I think, no, I think it's fair. <laughs> um, and finally... Is it news or is it wild speculation? We will let you guys decide. It's a funny thing we noticed on um, noticed on Twitter. It was in an article, sort of wrapping up young prospects. Yeah, rugby pass. T- yeah, rugby pass. Young prospects for, to watch in 2019. Young Will Jordan, New Zealand under 20 cap, uh, plays for Tasman and the Crusaders at fullback. The video attached to the article had a SRU logo attached to it. So a quick look on YouTube. And it linked through to the SRU video analysis for touch account. There was only one video and it was young Will Jordan. We tweeted this uh, out speculating that maybe they were keeping tabs on some Scottish roots of him and it was swiftly deleted. So is this the Watergate of Scottish rugby? <laughs> I mean, I have, I have no idea. I mean, for anyone who's watched him play or watched any of the ITM Cup or the, whatever it's called, Master 10, he is unbelievable. Like, if, if he does have any Scottish blood and we can manage to get him over, that is an unbelievable coup. I reckon he's like, he's like the next Damian McKenzie, ge- genuinely. Yeah, no, he... I'm not for, exaggerating, he's unbelievable. For Tasman this year, what, was he still 20? And he was like one of the standout backs in yeah. the Mighty 10. So what we're saying is he's the replacement fullback for Stuart Hogg at Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I just think, as we sort of discussed, I think Scotland know every single player in the world who has a Scottish granny, and mm. they probably just have a video on every single player. And it, and it's a, a misfire by some analyst who hasn't meant to upload it. Realizes yeah. his mistake the, the one due to our influence. 
and it's come off. The one thing that makes me think it's maybe not a professional SRU analyst is it had like really like heavy rock music behind it. <laughs> it wasn't like a professional edit. It felt to me like somebody was testing out like a video software. It was really weird. I don't imagine when Gregor Townsend's reviewing Scottish qualified <laughs> players, he's like got like Blink-182 in the background well, of all of them. Well, we spoke... It's like when we spoke simple to plan on the back of this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when we spoke to Nick Grigg, he said that he got found because he had made a highlights video with, as he said, really cringe, like rap oh, music. Oh yeah, of it. course. So I don't think it's going to pit anyone off. If shouldn't <laughs> it shouldn't pit him off. He's incredible. Yeah, if that's the reason we're not picking him up, <laughs> we've really missed a trip. Yeah. Uh, well, watch this space on that one. So that is all of the news. Um, so why don't we look back over the last couple of weeks of um, pro matches let's go 1872 part two edinburgh going down the road to scotsdon winning 16 eight in another pretty devastating performance um where they dominated glasgow's pack guys do you want to have a quick comment on that we are about 10 days behind on commenting on this but what did it tell you about edinburgh and glasgow respectively i mean it was pretty similar to the to the first game but what surprised me was that edinburgh were still able to sort of implement their game plan and the once again that Glasgow didn't seem to have any answers to being squeezed and their ball being slowed down which yeah. is a bit of a worry but I, I think we should focus more on Edinburgh and just that the back line once again is really solid I thought Van der Vaart had another good game um, the centres again did do everything right it's just that that pack you you look at that the one to eight it's it's really really top class yeah. and they, they all delivered especially the schoomen oh Oh, unbelievable he's such a good player god I wish he was Scottish <laughs> five I'm, I'm years worried. time <laughs> I'm worried though that we, we tweeted about it that South Africa are going to come calling with these guys with Schumann and Van der Merwe because yeah. they could play at, higher, uh, it is, at yeah, a higher level it's very difficult because Edinburgh are getting better which means they're it is they've got a possibility of getting to the knockouts of the, of the European tournaments yeah. so players are in the shop window same with Mata right and like Duhan van der Merwe is what, like 22-year-old, like South African, absolutely tearing it up? Mm. Yeah. I think if you look at those packs, and we chatted about the sort of matchups, you had obviously McAnally, Stewart, Nell Ray, Toulis and Gilchrist versus Swinson and Gray, and then Richie versus Wilson. And there's not one of those where an Edinburgh player hasn't come out on top yeah, across definitely. those two games. Um, so it'll just be interesting going into the Six Nations, how especially second row, I think it'd be really interesting what Gregor Townsend goes for because this is the first time that I can remember where I, I genuinely think Johnny Gray is at risk of not yeah. being a starting second yeah. rule, yeah. especially with right. Sam Skinner having such a good autumn. Yeah. And I, I don't think, you know, Gray playing for Scotland would still do a good job. He wouldn't let you down at all. You know, it's, I don't think that's the question, but it's just whether you've got guys that can offer a little bit more. Yeah. And yeah. obviously with Skinner as well, he can play six. So there's a bit more versatility. Even even though I think he performed incredibly well over those two games, I I still think Tulis falls into, in my opinion, the Ryan Wilson category a little bit, which is, on the whole, a good club player, but not good enough to be an internationalist. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think to give him his dues, when he came on, or did he start against the All Blacks in the last autumn? Yeah. Well, previous autumn. Yeah. He was bloody good. Really, really good. Um, so I think he, he can perform that level. Maybe... He doesn't do it consistently enough. What about Adam Hastings? Lots of um, column inches dedicated to the fact that maybe defences have worked out how to stop Glasgow playing and is it to put him 
under significant pressure. Edinburgh certainly worked out. And again, against Benetton, it didn't look like he was on top of his game. Is this just the sort of slump you can expect from a young player coming through? I think when he plays the way he does, it's it's pretty similar to what Finn Russell had um, even when he was, you know, quite a few years into yeah, his professional course. career, and there are all these doubts in the last Six Nations about yeah, Finn his Russell abilities. Still has. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, of course, but you know, I think Finn's done a pretty good job of bouncing back from poor results, and maybe Hastings has still got to go, go through that um, poor performances. Rather, it's it's just still a bit disappointing that Glasgow as a whole can't figure out how to get around this, and you'd think that that would be a big focus for this the the sort of the Christmas break and whatever um so that that's a bit of a worry because it's not as if they're going to completely change their style for the rest of the season they're going to keep trying to play this way and I no I agree but I think the pack's just not allowing them to play like that yeah so Hastings is the sort of player that wants to play with quick ball that back line needs front football mm. and that's how they're, they're trying to get wide quickly but their pack just isn't doing enough to allow them to do that and you know, Edinburgh managed to shut them down. Treviso did a pretty good job. And, yeah, it's just a bit worrying because, again, we've talked about this so many times. It's just there's no real plan B. Yeah, it, it's really frustrating as well. when you the, the Glasgow Warriors pack has put in some bigger performances this year. Mm. Yeah. Look at the back-to-back games against Leon, that game against Saracens, which they narrowly lost and arguably could have won. That was when we were sitting around this table and everyone else was saying, yeah. OK, Glasgow have turned a corner. Yeah. Is this just a bit of, you know, Christmas silly season stuff and maybe they thought we're really far ahead in the league and maybe they just lost that extra 5% that they need to be dominant? Yeah, I do. I actually do think that. And I think if you look at last season, they had the big horrible drop-off right at the end of the season, mm. which is obviously the worst time to do it. Yeah. And I genuinely believe that the team's got enough class and quality that they'll actually come yeah. back from this. And I think they'll put I, in a pretty big performance against Cardiff the weekend. I just think, I don't know whether it's, is the Christmas period a bit of just fatigue? Yep. Because they have just looked like they're literally in like mm. second or third gear. I wonder if it also, if you look at the pack, it's, it's not too dissimilar to the pack that's been doing pretty well with the, and I'm not um, making an exception of Grant Stewart, but yeah. the fact that you're missing Brown and Turner... I think maybe shows how important particularly Brown is to that pack yeah. overall because he, he was having an absolute stormer of a season. And I think Grant Stewart will come good, but obviously the line-out and the scrum were two of the biggest issues over the 1872 Cup matches. Absolutely. I mean, again, said Johnny Gray and Harley are great, but they're not that real in-your-face, like abrasive character that Fraser Brown and George Turner, yeah. they, they bring. And I actually think Fraser Brown specifically might be sort of the biggest loss for Glasgow over this period. You love Fraser Brown. It's a good thing. He's but you, love, you do love him. It's nice. It's nice to see. I think, I think he's a high-quality player. He is very good. I agree. I'm saying, actually, our back rule chat, Fraser Brown is seven. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Interesting. I saw, him over, I saw him over the Christmas break on a, on a walk at the reservoirs around Balerno. Fairly heavily strapped knee, but moving quite, quite well. He is absolutely <laughs> enormous it was one of those moments where you look at him uh, like another person you're like I did not appreciate how big yeah. professional rugby players yeah. are until you're standing next to one they're great moments this is why I really want to see the greatest showman in person yeah I was pretty close to him in the 1872 well, cup well this weekend unbelievable yeah we'll see him down in Toulon we will see him down in Toulon excited about that I mean skipping on a little bit forward from the 1872 because that was a wee bit 
um, back. Edinburgh at the weekend, 38-0 against the Kings. The Prince of Hoyk, Darcy Graham, having an absolute stormer with a brace. Dougie Fife crossing the line. Um, Sutherland, Bergen and Fenton also getting over there for Edinburgh for a bonus point all wrapped up by halftime. Yes, it is the Southern Kings, probably the worst team in the league, but that was a very clinical and professional performance from a team that is massively on the up, yeah? Yeah, and with quite a lot of players out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they still sort of kept the likes of Darcy Graham, Van der Merwe, um, Richie and Matt. Matt seems to play every single game. Yeah, I know. He needs a break. I don't get it. What was, I don't quite get the point in playing him against Southern Kings. But, no, I think it's, um, as you say, keeping them to nil, scoring some really nice tries. It's a good good result. Kind of it's good, good for the league as well. Sort of a lot of the second half, Edinburgh just kind of took their foot off the gas and were just like, yeah. we just want to get through this game. Yeah. It's just quite same, nice. Same time. Yeah, yeah, it's that's really an nice. amazingly rare position. It's good, <laughs> it's good to see. Like, I think um, Ali Miller, whenever he's played this season, has yep. been really good. Cammy Fenton also looks quite decent and I nice to see Charlie Shield get on. Well. Yeah, Crosby. Do you see Crosby's little um, ball tap on the, little the, ball tap. I'm on the guy? Is that not something brilliant. that people think, it, like sighting commissioners think is bad? Probably. Like, like, I think it's it great, got away with but... It. A little ball tap? Yeah, just like, it, just like a Did you ball see it? tap as he's walking I didn't see it. It's not a sighting offence. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Like. <laughs> and it was also good to see Charlie Shield get his first appearance where I thought he looked really good when he came on yeah looks really promising hopefully he'll get um, a bit of game time during the Six Nations break yeah I mean I feel like he's been the 24th man for about two years oh yeah <laughs> it's literally Italy and everything is 24th man can't play for Curry oh, come on does he get a match fee okay. I don't hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You get a match for 24th man. Oh, God, how grim is that? <laughs> and Sacchino looked like a professional rugby player. He's good now. I told you. He's going to come <laughs> good. Boy, boy, come good. Boy, he's done good. <laughs> um, not quite so good. Glasgow losing 20 points to 18 to Benetton Treviso away. I mean, I actually didn't see the game, so I've only seen highlights. I know you guys have seen a little bit more of it than I have. What? What was the feeling? I mean, I was just following it online and everyone was going absolutely mental. I was a game management. Just poor all across the park. And I know we were obviously big fans of Horn, Hastings having a bit of trouble, but, you know, they they do struggle. And But that's the difficulty, is that, as we are just talking about, there's no alternatives. There's no, there's no nine at Glasgow who can really come on and box kick 
yeah. you're way out of trouble. You've got Ali Price or Matawali. I think it's actually, it's when you look at it that way, it seems a bit mad. Yeah. You know, it's kind of bad squad planning, I think, slightly. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I think Pergos is exactly the sort of player you want to bring on in that game with sort of 20 minutes to go. Oh, here he is. Come, come <laughs> run to Pergos now. Pergos is our man again. Pergos for Japan. I think lots took, of, only lots, you 30 minutes. Lots have been said, and particularly off the back of the, the Saracens' performance, about Glasgow choosing to kick corners rather than kicking points. They spurned quite a few attempts at goal. Dave Rennie said, after the match, I've got no issues surrounding the decision-making in terms of kicking to the corner or kicking for points. Should he? I think you say that <clears throat> because I think most coaches these days will say, you know, I can't make the decisions. I want the players to be the leaders. But sure. when you're going through like a bit of a sticky patch and you're away at Treviso, you're not playing very well. You take the points whenever they're on offer. So I think it's a bit bit naive. Yeah, uh, I agree. It's it's a couple of times. Glasgow's line-out mall is not good enough. It's not their weapon. I don't quite get it. Yeah. And you know, so, it, it, I mean, yeah, if they were an Exeter, yeah. And they were just rumbling these over left, right, and center, absolutely great. But they're not. And it's just, so, it's just disappointing, I think, like, when you've got guys like Swinson and Wilson and Fazar and even Ash in the pack. Yeah. That they can, you know, be the ones to take, take control of that and say, what are we doing here? We need the three points. Let's just, you know, put, put points on the scoreboard and, and go from there. Yeah, well, we will see whether Glasgow can put their pretty awful Christmas uh, period behind them when uh, Cardiff come to Scotston at the weekend. But before we get into that big European preview, Alan, give us that first quiz of the year. It's, it's, it's a real rough quiz, but... Oh. <laughs> Start <laughs> as we mean to go on, I always yeah. say. Um, let's kick off with an interesting question see as we were chatting about about back rows earlier okay in the scotland australia quarter final of the 2015 world cup what was the starting scotland back row uh, uh think oh, oh. oh no <laughs> i think i've got that don't know I think I've got two of them. The third one. I think that's wrong. Okay, let's go. I've written down three names and scored one out. So I um, got a little bit jealous when Disco sent through his quiz about Matt and Dave and, pl- and players uh, who had played the 1872 <laughs> nice. under the name um, Matt and Dave. So I had a look. And since 1987, <laughs> 1987. there have been five Scottish capped players with the first name Alan. I want you to give me three. Two you will definitely never get, so... <laughs> oh, well, that's good. Um, okay. I'm I've getting got, confused by who's called Alan. I've got the one that I need to... <laughs> I've got the one that I need to get to cover my blushes. Oh, no. um, get away! I'm Stop not cheating. Looking, I'm not Stop looking, looking at the computer, fine. Dave. Come on. You're better than that. Yeah. I got two. Okay. Oh, I've got three. Have you got all three? Well done, sir. I think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. All right, la- crack on, Alan. The last question. Edinburgh are obviously going away to Toulon this weekend in, in the company of us. In three, the company yep. of us three. Can you name me three Scottish 
qualified players who have played for Toulon. So three players that have either have a Scottish cap or are Scottish eligible. I've got definitely got one. Who was that young lad that went down? I'll just get just, oh, get, just giving him giving him answers. Which is annoying that I've given you the yeah, name because I'm, I'm never I'm never going to that remember. Is. It. That's very good. Thank you very much. But there was that young lad that went Third down. One. Um, oh, I've got now. I've got them all. Well, this looks like the quiz is going to be good fun <laughs> as as ever. If it gives you any consolation, I'm having a really great time. Dude. Yeah, no, that's fine. I know you are. <laughs> right, that's it. Okay. The back row for Scotland versus Australia. So. I think it is quarterfinal. Four years ago, this was the yeah. starting Scotland back row. Blair Cowan. Blair Cowan was at six. I had Cowan written down and then scored him out. Give him the point. Look, could, I had it written down you're in, twice. You're in trouble. Scored you're it in trouble. Twice. <laughs> All right, yeah. you can have a point. Who was your seven? Hardy. I had Hardy as well. Hardy is correct. And who did you have at number eight? David Denton. I had Barclay, but that's wrong. David Denton Dent Weezy, is of course correct. All right. Barclay wasn't even in the squad. Yeah, of course. He was having a fight, Jess wasn't he? Brutal. Um, Cameron wasn't in the original squad, I don't think. I can't remember. I, I think Str- Strauss got- came on for Cohen in that game. Yeah. yeah. Right, question two. And I've actually realized that I got it incorrect. There is seven people, not five, with the first name Allen. But you'll, you still only need to get three. Okay. Right, so Dave, you're up first. The big man, Alan Tate. Alan Tate is correct. 1987 debut. Hanny, who have you got? Uh, Alan McDonald. Alan McDonald Flanker. is correct. That's great. A yeah, debut 09. And actually, I was on his Wikipedia page today. And I'm going to assume this is a fake Wikipedia page. But it says... Known as Alan the Stomach McDonald, <laughs> he likes to competitive eat and has done some stethoscope commercials in Japan. <laughs> no, um, I think that sounds about right. I really want that to be true. <laughs> Alan McDonald, please get in touch. Um, did you have Alan McDonald, Dave? I absolutely did not. <laughs> right, who's your second? I'm not entirely sure I could pick Alan McDonald out of a lineup. <laughs> I think he had one cap against Argentina. Who's, uh, who's your second? Alan Dell. Allendale is correct. Debut 2016. So I'm, I'm now done with Allen's. You're done. So you so you can, got two. You can now go to Matt. I'm Matt, what Alan's. have you got? Alex Allen. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You give me a point for that because I've got nothing else. That's fair. There's, there's a biggie though. There's a real biggie. Um, like position? A real hero of the game. Alan Jacobson. Alan oh, Jacobson. God. <laughs> that's terrible. He's just chunk. No chunk. one, no one calls. Him I Alan. know that's the thing. The chunk. Two thousand and two debut versus Canada. There's actually three others you can get. One is the brother of another Scottish rugby player. Alan Bullock. Alan Bullock is correct. Nice. Brother of Gordon Bullock. You could have also had Alan Sharp debut in nineteen ninety four. Never heard of him. And Alan Watt debut against Zimbabwe in the World Cup. Both props. Never heard of them. Fair enough. Good for them. Well done to all the Allens. Right. And the last one, question three. Give me three players who are at Toulon. Davos, talk to me. Rory Lamont. Rory Lamont is correct. Very good. Um, Andy Crammond. Andy Crammond. That's the young guy's name. You did give that away. Is correct. I don't know if we would have got that. I don't have number three, Matt. This guy Phil Fitzgerald. 
Phil Fitzgerald what? is correct, mate. He didn't. Uh, Mark, Mark Palmer interviewed him last week about. He uh, was at Toulon before they became, or like at the time when they became good. When like Tanu, I think he's when still, Tanu Manga went down. Yeah, yeah. I think he still lives in Toulon. He might do because so catch they, up with him this weekend. Yeah, what, exactly. Watsonian's legend, ninety-five to ninety-seven, oh, but mate. he was at Toulon for twelve years. Yeah. It's a decent, he's going Watsonians, then a little summer in Manly, Sydney, and then down to Toulon. He's done well. He's had a good life. He's lived his he's life Joined the right club well. at the right time. Yeah, he's done really well. Okay. You've absolutely crashed, crushed it. There was hey. one more, which is, this is quite, it's quite a random one, but... Um, Give me a clue. Well, I get it. So, he has definitely played quite a few games for Air, and he's been part of the Glasgow squad. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Remember George Stokes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now at Darlington. He had one he game. He was at Toulon, yeah, 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 yeah. He had one game against the Sharks. Yeah, I remember that, and everyone's quite excited about him, but then nothing really happened. He's now at Darlington. Yeah. <laughs> Fair play. Well, who knew that there was such great Scottish connections down in Toulon? I know. Absolutely dreaming. Great. Well, thank so you very much. Big Phil, if he's a listener of the pod, yeah. give us a shout. I, I assume he is. Happy so yeah. we'll, <laughs> see you, we'll see you at the weekend. Um, Thanks for that, Alan. And a perfect segue into our European preview. Oh, yeah. Let's start at the Stade Mayol. Edinburgh versus Toulon Saturday night in what looks like it's going to be the windiest game of rugby in um, Europe. 40 mile an hour winds scheduled to kick in around kickoff. Uh, we're going down. Very, very excited about it. It's going to be great fun. Um, yeah. But let's talk about the rugby. And let's kick things off with a bit of correspondence in the emails. That is the thistlerugby at gmail.com. Thank you very much to Alex Murdy, who writes, Hi, guys. Um, without wanting to start the new year off in a pe- pessimistic way, do you think that it is actually quite likely that neither Glasgow or Edinburgh qualify for the quarterfinals of the Champions Cup? A month ago, a bonus point win for Glasgow against Cardiff at home seemed like a banker. It doesn't look like that now. A less than satisfactory result would mean points needed away to Saris. For Edinburgh, Toulon could be difficult now their injury concerns seem to be over and Montpellier at home is not a banker either. Lads, well, let's use that as a very pessimistic jump off. Let's <laughs> go for Edinburgh, though, down at Toulon. Matt, what do you think of that? No, I think they definitely have a chance. I mean, they're, they're the form team compared to Toulon. Um, it, it's just, I suppose, getting used to the idea of going someone like Toulon as favourites maybe whereas before it's sort of you know the underdogs and being able to take advantage of that I think that Edinburgh have enough in the pack to compete and I think actually their backline as in terms of uh, operating as a unit their, their overall 15 as a unit is, yep. is in a better place my, my worry is that Toulon they're so desperate for a win that they just revert to like a real 10 man rugby and just put Bastard up in the middle I mean you look at their team like Gorgodze, Issa, Kriya, Liam Messam, Messam, Gerardo, Shockey, like bringing two Sova off the wing, like that that worries me slightly. But it's not as if it's Glasgow where you kind of think that they might crumble under that. Edinburgh seemed to be able to deal with you know, big physical encounters. Is that weird thing where I was saying as you initially, I was like, oh, Edinburgh, I think you've got this. And then you look at the Toulon team and you're like, oh my God, that's still <laughs> so good. But Toulon have been chronically underperforming this year. They've been, yeah. they have yeah. been They're extremely all over the poor. And Edinburgh gave them an absolute hiding at Murrayfield. And even, even people like Messim, who obviously have a lot of pedigree, like, are they as effective as 
Jamie Ritchie at the moment, for example, or like I'd much rather have Hamish Watson in my team than than Messam at the moment, for instance. So yeah. I kind of think it's yes, yeah, whether Edinburgh are sort of more than some of their parts. Yeah, but it's. It means the biggest test of this Edinburgh team. I think it's the biggest. This is Cockrell's biggest match. Yeah, Cockrell he was, he said that. He said that a win here is the biggest achievement of Edinburgh in like the last decade. If Edinburgh win, they go, they'll go through to the um, yeah. Champions Cup. Yeah, yes. they win four points is good enough for them. Yeah, and they're through, um, which would be massive. Yeah, it's ugh, it's such a hard one because Toulon are just so they really cute that team on its day. Could be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, of course, of course it could, but they haven't really sort of put together a performance for the last like two, almost three years. Like, yeah, they've really fallen off a cliff. And like you know, someone like Tuiasova, when he's on form, it's like would run through the whole Edinburgh team. But barring like that game against the Barbarians in the summer, haven't seen him do that for quite yeah. a lot. He doesn't really look interested. That's fair. And also, I was reading that the Toulon fans are not really enjoying Julian Sophia because he's just left to go to his brother's wedding in Fiji. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> so. And he tipped his car. He got caught drink driving and like yeah. rip, flipped his car. And Fekito was injured this weekend as well, which I actually think is pretty big because he's probably been there. Like one yeah. player actually yeah. living up to expectations, yeah. if not exceeding them. That is fair. They got, they got Tran Duke at 12. Like, oh, Tran Duke and Bastard. Pearson at 15. Like, how old is Pearson? Like, how old is Pearson? <laughs> he was so in the long. 2007 World Cup final team, for goodness sake. Like, yeah. What do you think? Is there many changes that you can see being made to that Edinburgh starting 15? I mean, they, they've actually managed to settle down into quite a, a, a decent first team that's not changed very much. I think if you take the team that played Glasgow yeah. as their starting team, I, I honestly don't think there's any changes that you're going to make at all? No. You, Schumann and Nell, McMacanally, like, you, you could bring in Dell and I'm sure it'd be fine, but... Yeah, Bergen. Bergen would be fine, but Schumann and Nell is just so solid. So solid. Yeah. Um. So no, I think absolutely start again. And, it, and then obviously with Bradbury out, Luke Hamilton, I think is injured as well. Mm, maybe Crosby coming on the bench. Crosby on the bench, but yeah, Watson, Matt, Richie just starts itself. Yeah, he's so good easy. as well. And... That centre partnership, fast becoming the best centre partnership in Europe, Christine and Jimmy Johnson. I know, the prince. The princes. It was good to, it was, um, Mark Palmer's piece at the weekend interviewing Cal McRae, the Edinburgh defence coach, talks about Jimmy Johnson and how that, his time in sevens means that he's a really effective defender at 13 because he can just, he understands how to defend big spaces. Yeah, I could, I could see that. Yeah, yeah. They have, defending on the outside quite a lot rather than the inside. Yeah. So. So well, yeah, he'll have Bastero, so probably I, less outside probably. breaks <laughs> going on. At least he just runs straight. I mean, I know that's very simplistic, but at least he just runs straight at you. And you'd be like, right, Dean, come help me yeah, out. Yeah, at least Bastero runs straight at you. <laughs> you know? I said it was simplistic. <laughs> How heavy is Bastero? Like 120 kgs? I reckon he's, he's definitely over 120. Yeah. Is he one and a half Jimmy Johnson's? Nah, I reckon Jimmy's probably high 90s, do you think? So about yeah, one mid, and a half mid-90s. <laughs> about a one and a third. Yeah, about that. one and a third. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. He's got like 40 he's kilograms two, he's, on two, him. he's two Darcy Grahams. <laughs> yeah. He's easily two Darcy Grahams. <laughs> quite a good unit of measurement, actually, the Darcy yeah. Graham. Yeah. <laughs> I'm one and a half Darcy Grahams. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a good way. Not in a good way. I can't wait. Me and you, Alan, we're going to be with the Toulon Ultras. 
Yeah, I know. Flying the flag. It's going to be great. Hanny's in the VIP seat. Yeah, Matt's scored himself a seat with Bujalel. He's sitting, <laughs> sitting in the director's box. What can I say? Me and you, just there in the trenches. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're men of the people. I hope they sell tenants <laughs> in Toulon. I hope they sell super tenants in Toulon. Oh, <laughs> super tea is quite big in, uh, on it, the continent. In Italy, supposedly. It is. Northern Italy. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, no. We'll have to take some with us then. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be fine. Um, go on then, give me a, a quick prediction then, Matt. I think Edinburgh will win by three. By three points. Alan? Google for low-scoring, high-wind game won by the Pergos boot by one point. A one-point win. Oh, I remember super tight, but for Edinburgh as well. I think this is this is the big win for them. Here we go. Here we Nervous. go. Backing Edinburgh to be Nervous. two on away. Who would have seen that coming when we started exci- the podcast? I mean, <laughs> it's a six, even start of this season. It's a six thirty p.m. kickoff. What? I mean, we're Lying probably going to be a li- we're going to probably be a little bit worse for wear by kickoff. So if it goes wrong, you know, we probably won't remember that much of it. It'll be fine. Yeah, and I mean. True. I'd like to th- say that there's cultural stuff to Toulon, but there is literally like nothing a, a else genuine, to do in Toulon. Like, cry for help here. If anyone's been before and knows some nice places to go to eat or drink or do anything, <laughs> yeah, please, please get in touch. Please hook us up. Slide into those DMs on Twitter at Thistle Rugby Pod. Apart from Toulon's premier nightclub, Le Pussycat. Le Pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got the Edinburgh supporters table in Le Pussycat <laughs> from midnight. On, uh, We're the only people there. <laughs> on I, Saturday night. I will buy anyone a WKD. Yeah, the Pussy, Le Pussycat. Any Edinburgh spot. fan. Any Edinburgh Any fan. Edinburgh Edinburgh Pussycat. Yeah. <laughs> that is a date. What, what an incentive. It's going to be an absolute <laughs> army. There's going to be a late <laughs> scramble to f- for flights to Marseille tomorrow morning, aren't there? Um, yeah, looking forward to that. Cannot wait. Um, Glasgow welcoming Cardiff to Scotland on the back of this slump. Alan, you were saying earlier in the pod that you're backing them to come out of this slump and put in a decent performance against Cardiff. Yeah, and I mean, also, Cardiff have got a lot of injuries at the moment, and they have already stated that they're not putting out a first team. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's they, quite... They've got pretty much like a 1% chance of qualifying or something. So yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they've, they've said that they're resting their senior boys. Mm. Matthew Reese is back, so he's captaining, although he's only played 40 minutes for Pontypree. Um, Matthew Reese is still playing is he, for Cardiff. I was going to say, how yeah, old is he? Yeah, yeah. What? No, no, he I is. he's retired. Um, so, yeah, they said that Matthew Reese is captaining and they're putting out a pretty young team to go up to Glasgow. But he says they're hungry to prove themselves. You have to say that, don't you? Yeah. I that's think, g- that's got to be a bonus point. I think it's going to be a Glasgow bony, bony point. And then that effectively puts them pretty much over the top as well? Yeah. So Glasgow look like they effectively need a win and a bonus point, whether it's to in one game. Yeah, yeah, One yeah, of sure. the two games. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. But I think they'll get it. At though. home against Cardiff. They've done the it's number It's kind of like the them. perfect fixture coming off the back of... Like three losses. Yeah. Like a restore confidence. You'd like to think it's going to be you know, not too difficult, but they can string together some nice phases of play. Do you think this is a time for Glasgow to put out there, get that first team out there and let the, let the big boys sort of um, shake off yep. whatever cobwebs they've had from the Christmas period? 100%. I think it would be in- really interesting to see who they play at 12. In, in the centres? Who knows? Glasgow have had, what, nine centre combinations this year or something like that? Yeah. I mean... Johnson obviously had a re- was probably yeah, the standout great, player yeah. Yeah, against Treviso. Probably gonna have to start Hastings. Yeah, we were chatting about because I know he's played his five games in a row, but supposedly the SU protocols are he's exempt from. I don't understand that. 
I think it's just you're young. You can probably if you're if you're fit enough, you can just do it. He's also quite clearly on an SRU fast track that they need him to get better. Yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, like, listen, yeah. We, need we need you a to do. Ten. Well, actually, do they need it when we've got Duncan Weir absolutely killing it down at Worcester? He becomes Scotland's number two. Quite possibly. That's another conversation for another time. That is another conversation um, for another time. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think Glasgow play their best team. Hopefully, run up a decent score yeah. and restore some confidence and sort of get season back on, you know, on track. Just to get them a bit happier on their podcast, this week was quite dour. There's a lot of cliches chucked out. Jack trust, and, Jack trust and the, Ashy. There trust the process. Trust the One process. One day at a time. Don't focus on yeah. the outcome. Jack Reed was like, ah, here is your <laughs> sheet of yeah, key messages exactly. that you need to read out. <laughs> we loved it though. It's very good, wasn't it? It is very good. It is very, very good. Um, right. Well, give me, a, give me a prediction for that. It sounds like we're all backing big Glasgow wins to me. Bonus point win by 20. Lovely. That's literally exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> bonus point win by 20? Yeah. I will also say bonus point win by oh, 20. Nice. But how what happens if that actually happens and we're all correct? Do we have to do something? No. We'll be in Le Pousse Cat buying a bottle. <laughs> a bottle? A bottle. Of, of WKD. Of WKD. <laughs> of WKD, obviously. Of Robinson Squash. Yeah, it right, is. It's going to be very, very good. Um, right. Well, that's it. European rugby coming your way this weekend. Um, as I say, we are going to be down in Toulon. So if you see us there, come along and say hello. Um, we will be back next week. I'll be wearing a really nice new blue knitted sweater with the Scotland ah. thistle on the top left of its heart. An absolute wonderful Chris, um, birthday present. Yeah. Thanks. Um, we're a couple lads. of great guys. The Johnson, Johnsons of Elgin, Scotland Rugby Edition. The Cashmere Collection. The Cashmere. I don't know if it's a Cashmere one. <laughs> it's a bit Cashmere. I'm not, yeah. sure, I'm not sure we sprung for the Cashmere. 3% right. yeah, Cashmere. Exactly. <laughs> really nice bit of gear, though. No, it'd be yep. good. Really nice bit of stash. Right, well, we will be back next week. Please keep in touch with us. Twitter, at ThistleRugbyPod. Instagram, Thistle underscore Rugby underscore Pod. And slide into those emails. The ThistleRugby at gmail.com. Acast, iTunes, subscribe, and you will get us every week. We will see you soon. Cheers. See ya. See ya. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.